Man, I really didn't think we were going to fucking talk about Billy Mitchell on our birthday. <laughs> this is your fault. I know it is. It's not my fucking fault. Fuck him. It's your fault his his scores got reinstated. It's your fault. Where's your proof? I don't need proof. This is America. This I don't is need America. Proof. Oh, <laughs> right, 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 right. This is, the la- this is the land of ad- anti-vaxxers with their fucking Facebook <laughs> degrees and is, shit like this that. This is the land of uh, 790,000 people uh, bought tickets to the Trump rally in Tulsa, but only 10,000 people showed up. You know that fucking people <laughs> were buying tickets out, right? <laughs> no! Yeah, okay, so hold on. Before we get into this, uh, I mean, let's address the elephant in the room. It is our birthday. It's the 52nd episode for Scrubbers. Uh, it's this recording is a day before your birthday and Father's Day, so I thought we were going to push it until Sunday so it could be the fucking trifecta. I mean, it's still the fi- trifecta. Well, you didn't. Yeah. I didn't get the heads up. It's fine. It's fine regardless. So happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to you, and happy Father's Day to you. So cool. But yay, no. So so apparently, and I haven't researched it enough, but I saw that like you know because. I mean, the Trump administration always boosts their numbers about everything. Oh, yeah. But apparently, K-pop stars and, like, Zoomers and all this shit bought tickets, which is kind of counter, because, like, they still gave them the money, but they didn't show up. Scratch that real quick. Turns out that they didn't pay for seating. They reserved seats because all the seating was free for the event, but... By effectively reserving the seats, they kept other people from being able to attend those rallies. But I think the point was to be like, people were taking pictures of like, they're like sold out auditorium or sold out like uh, wherever it was. And then they showed picture and there's like, there's a whole lot of people dressed up as seats. So <laughs> Yeah, but that that's still campaign money that you're giving to the administration. Yeah, he's going to use it. He's not going to show the pictures. He's going to show the numbers. Yeah. I mean, so I I want to say good on them, but like it's counterproductive. It might be, it might be counterproductive. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, maybe maybe with all the bullshit that's been going on, people will read through the marketing and we'll, was, I'll take literally anybody at this point. Literally It was anybody. hilarious. He was doing an extra rally for the overcrowd or over crowded flow for like people that there was too many people in there he had to cancel it because fucking nobody showed up to it that's amazing i love it (laughs) there was literally nobody there was like a second stage that he was gonna do for like outside yeah and nobody was there that's that's outstanding it was fucking amazing i love it but i mean let's move on from one shitty person to another (laughs) shitty person i'm ready for it uh, I didn't know about this until 30 minutes ago, people. So, Oh, yeah. So Billy Mitchell's scores with Guinness Book of World Records have been reinstated uh, in a video uh, posted a few days ago of which Guinness had turned off the comments and likes feature. Fucking bitch, bitch ass move. They uh, they announced that based on new evidence that they failed to disclose uh, this is the evidence right here. I'm doing the money <laughs> sign. That's what the evidence is. Based on new evidence, uh, they are reinstating his his records and scores. And it is a six-minute masturbation video for Billy Mitchell where he, he just talks. so talk- cringy to watch. Yo. Talk. 
He is like Apex Boomer. Like Apex you know, American Dream Boomer. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, he keeps reinstating or keeps stating the same shit. Like, I got the uh, Player of the Century Award. Like, he won't. He's the kind of guy that was in, like, an honors graduate in high school mm-hmm. and then puts it on his resume when he's 35. My legacy. <laughs> yeah. My legacy. He says that over and over again. No, it's... Uh, they even had Walter on the video, too. Yeah, which is surprising because I thought Walter Day passed away. I, I didn't know that he in was... In your eyes, he did. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. Well, the reason why I say that is because... Uh, Ownership of Twin Galaxies was transferred over to a new management. I think either Walter Day sold the business or mm-hmm. shareholders probably thought that he was unfit to run the business because of all the shit that was going on with Todd Howard. Not Todd Howard. Is that his name? Todd Rogers uh, and yeah. Billy Mitchell. Um, so yeah, so I was surprised to see his bitch ass in there. Uh, one thing that really pisses me off about Billy Mitchell, when you look at his face, you can see, like, he doesn't do a really good job of keeping up the color on his beard because he has a, a brown beard, but there's, like, this outlining white line going across his face of, like, where the hair is growing in. And I'm like, dude, you know that you're going to put up a shill video with Guinness Book of World Records. At least look presentable. Yeah. Make, like, get a makeup person or something. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I hate that it's, video. It's, He's just walking across the entire fucking, like, old school arcade touching things. And oh, you mean the old, little the old school arcade? That's the shit he put together. Like, it's a fucking stage. You can see it. I, I it's so know. shitty. This hat. This comes a month before the first court hearing as well. Yes, because he's going. He's uh, pressing charges against Twin Galaxies and Apollo Legend, which I'm not entirely sure if Apollo Legend is still part of the lawsuit. I believe that he is, because he was researching the legality of doing a countersuit against mm-hmm. Billy Mitchell, and against. Not against, but, like, he spoke with some lawyers that said it was not a good idea because you don't have the case for defamation. Um, Meanwhile, Billy Mitchell potentially has it. So we're hoping that when this lawsuit actually goes through, because Billy Mitchell's, like, suing them for $13 million. uh, Because he has no money. That's why. Essentially. Like, really, neither one of them have any money. Like, Twin Galaxies has been goddamn near defunct for years it's an arcade they don't have money and then you have billy mitchell who is running these failing italian restaurants across like florida does they have like like salad dressings or some shit too i think so that's what scotty keeps saying i don't know he's got he's got a lard based fucking ranch dressing fucking walter looks like he filmed this in the back of the storage room that's where he lives. He li- apparently he lives in the That's storage. His only shirt. Room. He lives in the storage room of uh, Billy's restaurant. That's why everyone thinks he's dead because he doesn't come out of that storage room. <laughs> they only revive him out of the cryostasis when they need him. Get back in the queue. <laughs> You're gonna die. <laughs> it's. I mean, we we've, we've echoed so many times like what our feelings are. He's a shit person. He's a garbage human being. It sucks to see that. 
the people that were going to take action against him don't have the most solid case, even though I think they do. But we kind of understand how the court of law works a little bit. And I definitely see that this could still potentially go in TG's favor because mm -hmm. of the video evidence that has been brought up previously like it's not just twin galaxies and apollo legend they got a few other witnesses that are going to play the part in showing that hey for these scores specifically we're not saying that he doesn't have the skill or the ability to do x y and z but for these scores specifically when he showed off in the king of kong that is a mame emulator and that should not count so I'm exactly. I, I'm really uh, not excited, but I'm really curious on what information Guinness had. I mean, we all know that it was pretty much like blackmail. We're going to sue you. It's a bitch move, which but I don't you already pull the trigger and took the scores down. I don't understand how Twin Galaxies can not Twin Galaxies uh, Guinness would be held liable for taking down scores you know what i mean because they're a private company they're not really a an organization that sets the standards for i mean yeah they do world records but like it's not public you know what i mean i don't know i don't know billy mitchell's gonna find a way to try and fuck it over he he just looks like a sleazeball and i, and I know people are like don't judge him by his you know by his like how he looks and all that. I'm like, no, I'm judging him by how he looks and the history that I know about him. And he's a piece of shit person. I bet you he wears a wig. It looks pretty rough. Yeah. The problem, what's sad is, and I don't want it to happen, and this is thinking really not positively, but if it does go to court, he, it sadly, he's probably going to win. He's going to pull some strings or some shit or something like that. Unless the opposing side has like, some legit hard evidence, which they do, but shit, we've seen but in many cases where... That's what I'm saying. Like, I really need to see how Billy's going to spin this, how his lawyers are going to spin this into defamation. Because nothing that they're mm -hmm. saying is infactual. They're gonna... They're gonna do something. <laughs> I don't want, like, for the record, I don't want Billy to win, but it fucking sucks. Yeah. He just, oh, God, he's just a shit bag. He keeps saying, like, I, we started esports. I'm like, no, you fucking didn't. You didn't start That's not shit. A term. No, you started cheating. Like, you, you started, like, showing that off in the mainstream and all that shit. Mm -hmm. It's just, also, Guinness doesn't fucking research their shit well enough anyway. I got to know what the standard is for that shit, because if that's the case, I'm going to start emulating fucking everything. And I'm just going to yeah. get my fucking name on something. I'm going to use Tasses. They won't look into it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm going to take someone else's Tass. Yeah, put my name on it. Like, really badly Photoshopped. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to take all the Tasses from uh, H2O and just <laughs> fucking... I'm not saying he uses Tass. That's that's the wrong thing to say. I'm sorry, no. buddy. <laughs> you're gonna you're you mean you're taking his runs. I'm taking his runs and I'm going to submit them. I'm going to Guinness mm -hmm. Book of World Records and it's like, yo, give me the record for fucking, I don't know, what's buck a game? Like, buck, yeah, whatever. <laughs> H2O, you no need to start running Buck Bumble. No one speed runs Buck Bumble. No, people do run. I know they run Buck Bumble. <laughs> really? Uh, dude, if it's a video game, people run it. 
That's not true. Like that's I, bullshit. I know like one or two people that run Final Fantasy Type Zero, and that's it because that's a dead game. But they still run it. Uh, whatever. You just proved my point with what you said. <laughs> I know two people and done. <laughs> whatever. All right. I guess we're going to move on to weeks. I'm tired of fucking talking about Billy Mitchell. And I hope he dies in a dumpster fire. Like a bad dumpster fire. <laughs> I got these fucking videos off too. Fuck this shit. All right. So this week, I I did my... I, I, did not do a whole lot this week. If I did do a, a whole lot, I can't remember it. But I do know that I did some streams. I did a Golden Sun stream uh, last Sunday. Oh, it is go. fun. Uh, it's uh, it's still great. Super, super slow to start off. I forgot how some of those older RPGs is just like, okay, I get it. Okay, I get it. I got it. Once you get out of the second town and you get the, your third, I think it's your third party member. That's when things start to pick yeah, up. Yeah, Ivan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm at the point where I can just kind of like explore different areas and stuff like that. But that first and like second town, I'm just like, holy shit, just let me play. I just want to play the game. I don't give a shit about this boulder. I don't give a shit about your family. I don't. <laughs> I just want to play. But th- what what makes up for that is that the fighting and the play style is very fast paced. Mm-hmm. Like it's a super fast paced RPG. Yes. Uh, I also realized that I know more about the second one than I do the first one because everything in the first one is like brand new to me. Really? Because I played this. I played the second one when I was a kid, and when I started playing the second one first, I was like, "Who the what the fuck is going on right now?" Because you're literally, if you look at the first two games as a whole, this first, the second game picks up in the middle of the story, and you're just like, "What is going on? Why am I fighting this team that apparently is supposed to be the good team?" Mm-hmm. From the first game, like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yep. But after you do a little bit, bit of research, you understand. And I found one other person streaming that game. And I went ahead and raided them that night. That game's fun, though. I wanna, I'm wanna, i going to stream it some more this week. Yeah, Golden Sun, yeah. the first one in The Lost Age, hold up really well. I thoroughly enjoy those games. Mm-hmm. The sprite work looks great on them, too. So. Yep. Uh, the other thing is, I I played a full run of Katana Zero. I think it was like Wednesday night. You did a hard mode yeah, run, Wednesday. right? No, so the hard mode run is only in the speed run options. Oh, huh. so, so like to activate the hard mode, there's like a new. I I don't remember the speed run option uh, when we first got the game, but now when you go to the main main screen, it says new game, continue, speed run, and then like options or quick game. And when you go into the speedruns options, you can toggle on specific things for the speedrun, and one of those is hard mode. Huh. And I didn't, I didn't, I was like, I just want to do the story. Like, I don't know if this is going to, like, do anything with the story, or if it's just literally level after level after level, just boom, 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 with none mm-hmm. of the story. And I'm like, that's not what I want to do since I haven't played this game in so long. The game still holds up. It's yeah. still fucking amazing. It's $15. It's, uh, it, I really it didn't get a limited run release, which sucks. I really wish it would, because I want a physical version or at least some kind of Switch art box for my library. Right, because that game is so good. And apparently, I researched the DLC a little bit, and they the guy that created the game 
is actually now working on the DLC, but the DLC has become three times larger than it initially anticipated. Yeah, he finished up some game earlier in February that he was working on, and now he's working on the Katana Zero. And the article I read, it said it was three times bigger than originally anticipated. So is... We're not getting a sequel. He's just finishing off the story. I think that's perfectly fine. That, that's yeah. that's cool with me. I'm just give me a big. I mean, they did it with the messenger. I don't know about the messenger, but the messenger got a really good DLC. Let's just get the good DLC because I mean, the game ends on a cliff. No, it straight up ends on a cliffhanger. Like as the main guy, you're like, I don't know. Like you run away, and then there's other main antag. There's no other main characters that are still alive. That like the dragon. Like he's still alive. You run away because your apartment got a. Uh, We're still talking about Katana into. Zero, right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then the shit with the little girl, which is crazy. I found out too. So I, I researched it. There is officially only two endings, as of right now. Yes. The the ending where it's the premature ending where I just found out that you just end the game right then and there. Yep. And I'm like, oh, okay. So they are forcing you into the one path that you need to go to beat the to get the true ending right now. And then you have the true ending, which is very it's bittersweet. But that game's still fun. The final boss, it took me a couple times, but I beat it a lot quicker than I did the first time. The game's just super, super good. I want the soundtrack of that game too. That's like all synthwave. Yeah, get that on but cassette. Fit the just like the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I guess what is, even is your character's name? I guess it's just called the dragon until you find out your name's not the dragon. I thought that you were called Zero. That's right. You are Zero. Yeah, because you had Zero cut- and then you have Fifteen, which is the dragon. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think the one chick that you fight, I think she was 12 or 7 or something like that. I don't know. There was a bunch of different... Nine. There's a... Something. You sh- I get a very uh, Cyborg 009 kind of vibe just in, like, the naming aesthetics and stuff like that. And, like, each person has their own kind of, like... The dragon is obviously, like... The dragon and Zero are kind of, like, the same. And then the one chick is, like, a... I mean, she looks like she's just Ocelot out of fucking Metal Gear Solid. Because she's got knife stuff and uses guns and all that other shit, so. Yeah. I was kind of disappointed that we didn't fight her. Because I thought that would be fucking cool as shit. No, you fight. That's the last boss. Nine? No, no, no. You're talking about. I'm talking about yeah. the, the other chick that's working for the organization that V was working You're talking for. about. That's Snow. There you go. Thank you. Yeah, that's Snow. Uh, Yeah, she's totally a null, too. But. Yeah, that game's so good. It's just so good. I just I want the DLC because I'm gonna buy it and play it the day it comes out. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other thing that I did was I went through because I had had a list of uh, games that I wanted to back, and obviously I've already backed uh, two of them. That was the that was well I can't remember the names of them, but one was the Castlevania game that's like set in like Egypt kind of, and the other one's like the Bloodborne uh, kind of game. It's called Lost, the Lost Kingdom, or whatever it's called. I think that's supposed to take the place. Last in some kind Faith? Of, the Last Faith. Last Faith is the Bloodborne style game. Okay, that's pixelated. The other one that I'm talking about is the uh, I don't know. Set in I, Egypt. I don't have a, Lords of Exile. Yeah, Lords of Exile. I thought it felt like a Egypt kind of like theme or something like that, just by the look of the character, like okay. not in the game. Maybe I, mean, I got I it guess, wrong, but. 
Kinda. I think that you're really just focusing on his uh his headpiece. Yeah. Cause he does like I don't he kinda does like samurai stuff, doesn't he? Uh I mean he's a swordsman. Yeah. It remi- besides those two games. Go ahead. It reminds me more of uh Bloodstained Curse of the Moon in its, yeah, 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 in yeah. its style rather than like the older ones. Yeah, Castlevania three. I mean that's yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah. Where you have different characters you can choose from and all that. But then I forgot that I was looking on Twitter a couple weeks ago and Matt McMuscles had shared uh, this game that I had to go back and find because I couldn't remember the name. It's called Steel Assault. And it's supposed to be coming out on Steam soon. I wishlist it. And it looks like a Bionic Commando kind of game. But it looks really, really cool. Really, really good pixel art. And I don't know anything about the story, but you got a bunch of like... You have like an energy whip and all this other shit. So... Mm -hmm. I'm down with that. I'm down with energy whips. So it looks really cool. The other one that I... Because sh- I shared all of these in the Discord server as well. The other one is... I've talked about it before. is Panzer Paladin. I know about is, Panzer Paladin. That looks real good. Yeah. That's the one where you pick up different weapons and they have like durability and stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. you can jump out of your mech. And it looks... It looks... If I get Metal Storm feelings from it a little bit and then mixed with... Ah, fucking, I don't know. Any, I mean... Your whole thing is you need to be in me- that mech to do anything, so right. But I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to play that. Uh, I don't know if we have any like release dates on those yet. It's supposed to be sometime in 2020, but I've wishlisted them. That's what you need to do on Steam if you want to. That's how they gauge interest in these games is how many people have wishlisted them. So you should check those out. And then the last one that I wishlisted and downloaded the demo because it came out on the 16th until the 22nd is Windjammers 2. And we played that, we streamed that on uh, Thursday night. We played uh, we played a little bit of Windjammers, me and Scotty, and then we did Windjammers 2, the demo. That game is fucking good. That game is very, very... It takes everything that the first one has. Everything. And the only thing that it really adds on is, so when the, when the disc is up in the air, mm-hmm. you actually have a jump button. To where you can jump in the air and then you can do a spike or rolling spike and you can do supers like you have defensive supers, you have offensive supers. Uh, It looks really cool. The the art style, I wasn't sold on at first, but it is sold. I'm sold on the game because I was actually in a tournament today. Uh, The guys over at Panda on Twitch is Panda Global. They put together this fucking crazy ass tournament. That was ran through Parsec, and it was international. There were people over in France playing in this tournament, and there was 41 people showed up for this tournament. I woke up at 10.30 this morning, saw a message from Scotty about this, and then I had to be in the Discord ready to play at 10.45. That's crazy. I didn't do terrible. I went 3-2. I got my first round. I won really, really easy. Like I don't even think the guy got a round or a, like a set on me. And then the next one, I had to. I was paired up against one of the tos, aka one of the commentators. So <laughs> yeah, that that's like that's it really was unfortunate. unfortunate. It was very unfortunate, but uh, I won my next. So that knocked me in the losers bracket, and then I won my next two, and then I lost my fifth match. But. I mean, it was a free tournament, so the guys, uh, the top three, uh, 
Top three got a digital download code of Windjammers 2 when it comes out, and the first place person got the special edition version uh, from Limited Run, I believe, uh, for Windjammers 1, provided by .emu. That's so .emu, pretty cool. .emu was in on this. Parsec was in on this. There was a there was a consistently 100 people watching the tournament at all times. That's amazing. That's awesome. Now that I'm part of that community and the Windjammers 2 community, I'm Windjam because Windjammers has kind of died down a little bit, especially like rank matches and shit online. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's coming back with Windjammers too. Like it is amazing. There is so I don't know how much you've played of Windjammers, but back in the old Windjammers, if you ever did like a a lob shot and it landed on the ground, you'd always get two points. Now different stages give you different. There's one where lobs count as four points. I saw so, that you 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 got hit with a lob shot that hit the ground and you got hit with four. Yeah, points. so you you always with that tournament they always started the first match at ring, and ring is like a wrestling ring. It's a new one that they've added to this game, and it's 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 special so that it if you are a lob style player or a spike player where you jump up in the air a lot, you favored in that match. So you have to be careful if you're playing against someone like that the counter picks are still real like i i lost because i was playing as h max and he's like the big burly used to be american but now he's canadian in this game for some reason but immigrated he's 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 not as fast so the counter picks are large stages with quick characters yeah and you just you have to learn it's not about like i only play this character you have to fucking play everybody yeah so that you know how to counter but this, I'm so excited for this game. The demo, I'm going to play it some more. The demo is only available. The demo will be gone by the time this podcast comes out. But it's only available until the 22nd. It's it's so, I just want Windjammers to be an actual fucking game that I could go to and watch. Because it's like, granted, the physics of the game would not work in real life. That's right. just not how it is. <laughs> but With their fucking, so like... Double curve fucking... Well, just bouncing fucking a, a disc off of the wall reliably mm-hmm. to know where it's going to go. Instead of just throwing it at the wall and then it just flies to the ground. Like, I need to see a Windjammers anime is what I need to see. Like, I'd watch the shit out of that. That's the next step. That's what it is. So I don't know. There's a lot of... So the demo only had three characters available, and I think there was like ten slots like they have a lot more characters coming out. Same with the the stages. There was only 3 stages available. You had beach, ring and uh stadium and there was like 6 or 7 other ones that were blacked out that you couldn't pick yet. And I know for a fact that Coach Co-op Couch, I'm sorry, Couch Co-op works with Parsec in this game cuz that's how the whole fucking tournament was being ran. So instead of like cuz Scotty, what we had to do was we actually got matched up together once in Windjammers 2 because we sat on the quick uh, quick play screen and we counted down 3, 2, 1, and we hit the button and we actually got paired up. Nice. One time. Because what's good is the game tells you how many people are playing all the time too. Mm-hmm. So like it was like 100 people playing. So I don't know. It's great. I don't expect it to be like very expensive. I mean, it can't be like 40, it, 40 bucks max. Like I mean, I for a digital version, I can see that shit being like twenty twenty five. I yeah. I don't know if it's gonna go as far as going forty bucks. I mean, Dot Emu has had a really good track record lately. Mm-hmm. Like they did the Windjammers port. They've done Streets of Rage four, the Wonder Boy series. 
the Wonder Boy series, Windjammers 2, like, Dot Emu's on my, like, Dot Emu is not the new way forward, but they're doing good work. Yeah. Because there was a time where everything way forward came out with was just fucking great. Gold. Yeah. But that's basically all I did. Okay. I've been, in the, I've been in the woodworking shop a little bit more, setting stuff up. I built my, I got my bookshelf built. Uh, I gotta still, I didn't realize when you paint something, you have to paint, sand, paint, sand, paint. So I'm not happy with the paint right now. So I'm actually going to take all of my books off of it and take it back out to the shop to do another sand and paint session. So, okay. But other than that, that's all I got. Nice. Uh, it's also been a mostly uneventful week for me. Um, we got handed down an audit of like 6,000 lines and I was like, Hey, we need this Friday. So, I mean, if anyone who's worked in, like, financial things, bullshit, uh, you have 6,000 account records to go through. There's only four of you. Uh, it's it's hell. So. Oh, yeah. I forgot to say, I'm not going to go into details, but I am avidly looking for a new place of business <laughs> to work at. So, I've looked up, uh, I talked to some IT guys, my IT buddies. They said to go into getting your Cisco certification, getting your Comp TA certification. There's even another one where if you want to go more on the quality side, you can go and do that. But I'm looking probably going to start classes in the fall as well. So nice. Um, yeah, just work sucks. It takes up a lot of time. Um, as far as games playing, I'm still making my way up the ranks in Guilty Gear. Uh, Still trying to figure out my shit in Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Uh, look, no, 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 hold on. I actually won some matches. I am six in thirty-two. <laughs> That's not a record I would tell anybody. <laughs> it is what What's it is. Rank? How many wins you got? Six. How many losses you got? Thirty-two. Uh, it's got a. It's a divisible by six. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think 32 is divisible it's by not, 6. It's not, but... Um, I am re-recording some of my lines for the video because I have this issue. Uh, in this open room and shit like that, my voice travels and it's bouncing off walls and it comes back and it reverbs into the microphone. So I have put hooks in my ceiling so that I can put curtains up and then... I bought Hold another. On. Does your wife know about this? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, this is my room. I don't give a fuck. Uh, okay. I have a new mic stand. I'm waiting for the piece to come in so I can affix the microphone on it. But I was still able to test it, and I sound a hundred times better. So I have been doing some more editing on the video while also re-recording some of my lines, which means I have to go back and like readjust certain things. But it's really not all that bad. So that's still going on. Uh, still playing Xenoblade Chronicles, but I did play, it's not, a, it's not a new game at all. The game's like 12 years old, but, uh, it is a Square Enix game that I've always heard about, but I was afraid to approach and it's called Infinite Undiscovery. I think that's the name of the game. I'm going to double check, but I don't think I've ever heard of this game. Yeah, I don't, Infinite I don't like the name Undiscovery. Oh, it's trash. It's absolutely fucking terrible. Why do you play trash games? Everyone's everyone's like, oh, Chris plays so many games. I'm like, he also plays a lot of shit games. So, like, 
I completely understand when people take the stance where I, I don't want to waste my time on a bad game. All right, Corey, you are I raise my subject hand right now. A for that thing. For me, I'm the opposite. I'm like, who the fuck is calling me? That's a Facebook call. <laughs> no, not right now, mommy. It's my mother-in-law. I'll, I'll Throw talk your to phone, you remember? Oh, wait, does your new one mess up? No, it doesn't mess up the thing, but I did it anyway. I hope that that didn't answer. Um, anyway, Infinite Undiscovery. This is an action role-playing game. It is not turn-based. It's some. It's it's like a mix between. That's bullshit. It's like a mix between really bad Devil May Cry clones and Star Ocean. So the premise it's is gross. Uh, it's super gross. The premise is. That there is this organization called, I think it's called like the, or, the, the cult of chains or the order of chains. And they're trying to take all these chains and chain down the moon. <laughs> what? I, I legitimately didn't know. Like, it took a second for me. He said he's a fucking moon. So they're trying to chain down the moon. Is this Majora's Mask? No, no, it's not. So the beginning of the game, the CG cinematic actually looks really good for a 12-year-old game. Like pretty much anything that Square Enix has. Uh, I mean, you can harken back to some of the CG that uh, Square Enix did for, you know, Final Fantasy X, and that still holds up. Mm. Um, but as far as like actual gameplay graphics, it's also not terrible, but that voice acting is absolutely fucking shit. Uh, just to give you a premise of the plot, all right? Infinite Undiscovery okay. takes place in a world where the Dread Knight Leonid and his Order of Trains bound the world to the moon from all regions. Think about that. World, moon, every single region in the world has a chain that's, that's chained. That's not how No, it's, it's, what it's, <laughs> it's what it's doing, okay? Also, you probably fucked up the tie. <laughs> uh... They have bound the world to the moon from all regions. The main chain is attached to the castle in the Falling Kingdom of Cassandra, formerly the kingdom of King Volsung, wherein Leonid's headquarters lies. Any region bound with a chain suffers blight consequences, crops wither, and animals die. Thus, Sigmund the Liberator goes forth alongside his liberation force to unchain the world. An unwitting young man, Cable, who is faithfully thrown into this conflict of which he wants no involvement, is inevitably tied to these chain of events that will change his life forever and those around him. Oh, God. So Chain of events. Uh, yeah, it's wordplay whatever um the opening cinematic looks like every single generic rpg ever you have your warrior your big sword guy and your tifa clone with a fucking bow and arrow uh the main bad guy looks like a souped up fan fiction version of hosma from blaze blue and he's just throwing chains around and like swiping bitches whatever the architecture in this game is really really pretty that's my positive. Not, not enough for me to play. <laughs> <laughs> That's my positive. But gameplay-wise... I, um, I saw a fucking tweet today Yeah, that someone was saying, like, because oh, they were talking about how beautiful the voice acting and how beautiful of a game Final Fantasy VII Remake was. And someone was like, oh, man, like, I'm, I'm going to be so sad when I hear, like, 
uh, Tifa's reaction to Aerith's death and like the voice acting, and somebody's tweet went, "Aerith, what?" <laughs> <laughs> because if people don't know, there is a generation that is playing this game that didn't play the original, so they don't know what's coming. <laughs> Like, uh, I just read that tweet. And I went, oh, <laughs> oh no! What was that too? I saw Pat. Uh, Pat shared uh, a thing by Atlas that said, like, uh, "Don't spoil the end of Persona Four for people." It's that been out for first. thirteen years. They spoiled it in Ultimax. One of the ca- <laughs> like, like the character is the bad guy. Like, <laughs> dumb shits. I don't I don't know man. Oh no. Fuck dude. Uh anyway, yeah, this Persona Persona 4 is on Steam now. Yeah, 20 bucks. Good game. Good game. Very good game. It's my good favorite game regardless of what if you do know the ending or not. It's still good. Of the new like the new wave of Persona, like cuz Persona 1 and Persona 2 are nothing like Persona 3, 4 and 5. Of the new trio. Persona 3 is depressing as shit. Yeah. Of the new trio, as I'm going to put it, Persona 4 is my favorite. And that apparently is an unpopular opinion. It's Everyone really know. likes 3 because of how depressing it is. I guess. Uh, 4 is like super, super happy. Like that's what they were going with. Like Because they were like, we gotta fucking go the opposite direction of what we did in 3. The way they summon their personas in Persona 3 is they shoot themselves in the head. Yes. Like, that's pretty fucked up. Even the dog. But then five, I haven't played enough of five. A five looks real. I don't know what like the theme they're trying to go with. Rebellion. With, like, Rebellion. Is that what it is? is? Rebe- rebellious and all that. They're all different colors. Persona three is blue. Four is uh, yellow. Five is red. So. Six is going to be green. And if it's not, I don't. I don't know what the fuck they're trying to do with the game. You won't be able to see it. Yep. So. <laughs> they're all Uno colors. <laughs> Pers- Persona I said it Uno. before. If you've ever seen the movie Up. There's an ingenious joke in that movie that towards the end that got me laughing so hard is they're staying sitting outside the house or something and a car is going by and they're like green one or like red one and the dog because the dog has a voice collar on and it can Uh talk. He goes gray one. (laughs) It makes me laugh every fucking time I watch that movie because it's such a well well like you know I went wait a minute what did he say like gray one. (laughs) It's really good. And Perfect. I just imagine you as that dog. The dog's name is Doug. Uh, so. My name is Doug now. Yep. No, back to Infinite Undiscovery. No, uh, I that's... don't want to go back to. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you trying to segue away. I'm pull you back in. The reason why I say the game is like Star Ocean is because, like, at the end of all your combos, you have you can have two abilities set. Now in Star Ocean, you can have like four or six depending on like distance and how long you're holding it for and what direction you're pushing in this one nah very basic bare bones you either have like your long range or your short range attacks and whatever and you could do a special move at the end of it um but what really pisses me off is that you have dinner different interactions with your action button depending on whether or not you have your sword put away or uh whipped out so in order for you to start combat is that you have to pull out your sword and then you can start hacking and shit whatever but this if is you, the same with guilty gear <laughs> this has nothing to do with guilty gear no guilty gear you have to pull out your wiener to fight people 
okay, like in Strive, yes, that is true. <laughs> but what, what pisses me off, I'm right? What pisses me off is that when I go to pick up items, like if I wanted to go open up a chest and there's like enemies around me and I'm actively just trying to be quick about shit. Mm. If I go up to the chest with my sword, he hacks it open and breaks what's inside. <laughs> it's dumb. I hate it. Like he doesn't uh, just open it up like I a regular human being. Like I, I went I was dying. I was about to die. My party member already bit the dust. I see a medicinal herb in the corner and I go to pick it up, but my sword is out and I cut it and destroy it. And I well, this runs dead. I didn't save for like 20 minutes. Uh, no, the voice acting is impeccably bad. I, I On a scale, is it like if we're if we're saying the low point is Mega Man X4, where is it compared to that? It is only a few notches higher. I'll give it I'll get if if we're saying Mega Man 4 is like a zero out of ten. Which even that I don't think it deserves a zero. I think it's a little bit higher. Yeah. Uh, we'll say that Mega Man Four is like a three. Well, you don't even have to say that. It's slightly better than Mega Man. X4. It's only slightly better. Maybe a four or a five out of ten, as far as the voice acting scale is concerned. On a scale of Mega Man X Four to Final Fantasy Ten, laughing. <laughs> It's dead center. That Final Fantasy X10 is real bad. Well, fu- Final Fantasy X10. Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy X10. X10? Okay. Final Fantasy X. Where he's like, ha ha ha! That's so bad. Really, I like that scene. Everyone makes fun of, but the rest of the voice acting in that game is actually really. It's good. actually fine. Yeah. Like, I don't know why people give it shit, but whatever. That's it's... why I didn't say it as general. I said that specific thing. Got it. No, uh, that was mostly my week. It's just not exciting. I'm, I'm adult shit sucks. So that's where I'm at. Try not to lose my mind. With, oh, uh, with that Windjammers tournament, one of the first guys that I was like testing it with mm-hmm. was the guy that uh, was running the uh, Windjammers tournament at Magfest. Oh, nice, Frankie, the guy with the megaphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty. Dope. He was the dude with like the big old beard now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I saw him, I was like, that's not him. Because, like, he didn't have a beard when we were at MAGFest. Mm-hmm. But, no, that's him. Like, he's a hell of a commentator. Like, like he's yeah, really good. They were getting – they commentated all day, so they were real tired. It was him and the other guy. That's the guy mm-hmm. I played against in the second round. And that by the end of it – because I watched the grand finals, and they were just, like, trying to stay in it. Like, to commentate – because that started at, like – the stream didn't start until, like, 1230 – and it ended at like five thirty, so like commentating for five hours. <laughs> yeah, that's a little rough. That's pretty rough. And then I'm also playing, mm-hmm. so. But no, they were having some real rough audio issues that they finally got. People in the stream were like, "Audio issues aren't hard, people. Just fucking fix it." You guys sound like robots. I was like, "Wow, you guys are shit bags. These people didn't have to do any of this fucking shit for you guys. You're not even in the tournament. Go fuck yourself." <laughs> So that's all. No, that game was great. There was some glitches in it. Uh, I saw one. It was in the grand finals where because they had the 
the referee that throws the frisbee to the person between all that. This frisbee, I don't know why, but when she pulled it out, it went boop, and it got super fucking big. And when she threw it, it went boo. And I went, what the fuck was that? Well, maybe she threw it up in the air. Maybe it was supposed no, to no, be. No, 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 no. That's not how that works. Okay. She pulled it out of her, her bin. It went boop. And then she threw it to the player, and it went boo. <laughs> yeah, something. I mean, it's a demo. So, people, okay. were, people were trying to give it shit. They're like, yo, this lag's terrible. Oh, the net code's terrible. I was like, dude, it's a fucking demo that's only available for six days. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Is it still up? It's up until the 22nd. I might try that out tomorrow. You should. The only thing that's available is quick play. So. That's fine. That's fine. Well, uh, quick play, and then there's offline uh, computer, which apparently they put a patch in because the computer was too fucking hard. Like, the computer was doing task-level shit. Oh. Like, ridiculous shit. That sucks. And they had they fixed it and, like, made it a little bit easier. And then there's also against, like, local. So that's how we were doing it with Parsec. Right on. Parsec's amazing, man. Like, Parsec is, like... I think uh, Xavier Wood said it. It was like, it's the future. It's the fucking future. Like, Parsec is fucking dope as shit. You're welcome. I was able to play. I didn't listen. When you told you told me about it like four times, I was like, fuck <laughs> him. I'm not going to listen to it. And then one person in the Discord was like, you should try Parsec. And I was like, I'm going to do that. All right. So up first on the docket, we have more information about the PlayStation 5. But it's not the price yet. So what we have is PlayStation 5 will be the largest console made in recent history. History. Last week, Sony gave us the long-awaited first-hand look at the PS5 roster and the console itself. What Sony failed to relay to the public was just how thick the PS5 is compared to its contemporaries. We talked about it a little bit, even with the one with the disk drive compared to the digital version. We were like, man, that thing looks pretty thick. Yeah. And now we know for a fact how fucking thick it actually is. So, using the disk drive as a point of reference, the PlayStation 5 is estimated to be roughly 16 inches tall, 9 inches long, and 4 inches wide. For comparison's sake, the Xbox Series X is speculated to be 12 inches tall by 6 inches wide by 6 inches uh, uh, long. While it may not be as wide as the Series X, the PS5 is looking like the Burj Khalifa of video games. What's the Burj Khalifa? The Burj Khalifa is the largest building in the world, and it is located in Dubai, India. Okay. You gotta tell me these jokes before I read the docket so I can deliver them properly. (laughs) Uh, Towering over the other models by a significant margin. The ultimate... The ultimate concern is whether the PlayStation 5 will be able to fit on modern entertainment systems. At nearly a foot foot and a half tall, players may have to resort to procuring a space just for the console itself or just placing it on the floor. Uh, I can tell you right now, those people that have those specific squared uh, entertainment systems for like all their systems that yep. make them light, they have like backlights and all that shit, that shit ain't, ain't fitting in any of those. That's going to go right on top. It is re- It's comically large. Like, to put it into perspective, I think the next tallest console was base PS3 from 2006, like the fat PS3. If we're going wide, yes. I think the actual tallest one, according to this IGN article, is the PlayStation 4 Pro when it's put on its side. Because the PlayStation 4 Pro is sitting at 12.9 inches tall, even taller than the Xbox Series X. Uh. 
I don't know. Looking at this thing on Twitter, um, and it's in the docket, but I'll share it with you as well. Yeah. Like they're saying, like it's between the PS3 base and the original Xbox One. Yeah, but in that article that you sent, that's in the docket, has actual numbers and stuff in it as well. That is true, and numbers matter. So, so we both just said "fuck you" to each other <laughs> in a very professional way. I guess, probably. Uh, but uh, man, you could probably shave a couple inches off that top with that stupid fucking collar. It's with the it. wings. Like, why? It's got the stupid fucking wings at the top. Like, if the Kaiba collar, <laughs> if that doesn't turn on, like that PlayStation symbol doesn't turn on the console, there's no fucking point for it. That is just design bullshit. Oh, yeah. It's just, I'm looking at all these now, and it just, it's goofy as shit. Like, it just st- sits out like a sore thumb a little bit. It's so ugly. It is so like, wait, do fucking you want this ugly. or did you want the the V developer kit? I want the V one? developer kit. Of course, everybody does. I was talking I was preaching it from the beginning. I was like we need to have this. I want goofy fucking systems again. Mhm. People are afraid to make the virtual boy cuz they're a bunch of pussies. <laughs> Bring back the Atari Jaguar. Bring back give me another GameCube. Give me something that has a fucking handle built into it. I mean, the Series X is practically just two GameCubes sitting on top of each other. I'm going to solder a handle put on to put on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> is that your lunchbox? No, I brought it. My Xbox to play on break. Let's, let's get this killer instinct in, boys. <laughs> Boom! Just put it on the table. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I broke it. So, I, I don't know. It's like... That that hump is so stupid with the disc. That sucks because if I do end up getting one of these, of course I want the one with the disc drive. We talked about yep. this last week. I I want the disc drive. I want to have the option. I don't want to be shoehorned into doing only digital, and it just is fucking road bump of a fucking disc drive on top of it. And the it's stupid ridiculous. thing is when they were showing it off horizontally, they had the disc drive on the they bottom. They look even stupider. <laughs> like that makes no fucking sense to me. Like I Unless really want to bump. Unless the bump is where it sits on the stand, maybe. But even then, like, uh, okay, so maybe it has a stand that has the contour going going down, and it'll mm. sit there right, but that's still fucking stupid, because I don't, I don't know, I'm just so used to putting my discs on the upper end of the console itself, because most consoles are made up of two halves you have your disc reading system on one half and then below that is like the hard drive or the guts and gpu and the motherboard and shit like that this looks like it's taking all of that and just flipping it upside down what are you looking at oh i'm looking at the ps3 slim it i thought they fucking spelled sony wrong But I was just look. It's it's upside down, but also mirrored. So like, if you look at, if you turn your head to the right and look at it, the words are backwards. So it's oh, mirrored. Oh wow! Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, why did I they do I, that? I thought I was fucking insane, right? No one also, has the PS3 Slim on its side. No, I, I the PS3 base model. Maybe I have seen a couple people have it sitting right. I've up. seen that. Yeah, 
The PS3 Slim, the PS4, and the PS4 Pro, along with the Xbox X, Xbox One X, and the Xbox One, no one puts them on its, their sides like that. Okay, so I know people that put the Pro and the PS4 Slim on its side. That's a legit thing. It's stupid. I mean, you should not be friends with them anymore. <laughs> Unless <okay>. it's you. <laughs> no, it's not me. <laughs> it's not me. Is does John? Is this your friend Johnny that does this, Chris? No, this was Nick, and I'm just like, dude, why? It's just Calling him out. Yep. Like why? Are unless it's Nick? like, unless you're trying, like it's in like a very slim area, like in a like a cabinet or something like that. Maybe but... this this platform that it sat on had about two feet in every direction of space. My thing is, I've always wanted my consoles to be. In an orientation to where the disc is reading properly. Like, the disc will go in, the reader's on the bottom, gravity helps with the reading. I don't... I never trusted putting a system on its side. Especially, like, the PlayStation 2. Like, it looks good on its side. And they even had... Like, I think with the PlayStation 3, they also put the little symbol. You could orientate it different ways. But you open up the PS2, your disc is going to fall out. Mm Mm-hmm. Not so much with the PlayStation 3, because it kind of, like, is snugly in there. But the PlayStation 2 is just like, there goes your fucking Marvel vs. Capcom 2. $90 game with scratches all on it. It's a blue disc, so you're fucked. Uh, no, PlayStation 5 looks fucking dumb. So, And it's guess what? I'm going to own one one day. I'm going to own one one day. I won't. It's we've talked about it. Console. I won't have it on launch. But we'll well, It might be better off for you not to get it on launch. Uh, next yeah. up on the docket, Sony's Jim Ryan says PlayStation 5 is more focused on value rather than price. Uh, what is considered to be the biggest omission from the PS5 press conference was the lack of a price point for the behemoth console. According to Jim Ryan, Sony is working hard on balancing the effective price point. However, the priority has been placed on uh, has been placed more in value than on affordability. This could mean that the PlayStation 5 will end up being more expensive than previously expected, and the statement alone could influence the potential price point of the Xbox Series X as well. Jim Ryan explained to reporters, Conventional wisdom in history shows that our business is one of the more recession-proof businesses, but I think that this will sharpen our need to ensure that we focus on getting the value equation right. I emphasize value as opposed to a price. This mindset seems borderline predatory, as if it's taking advantage of the global pandemic to increase the price. But the facts back up Ryan's stance. As more people have indulged in console gaming within the last five months, with retailers recording record numbers in gaming hardware and software alike in regards to a console's generation twilight years. That said, the financial fallout of COVID-19 has yet to be felt, and it is the viewpoint of many nations that we are approaching one of the worst recessions in many generations. Oh, dude, spikes have gotten even worse recently. Yep. Apparently, Florida is the new New York. Really? That was bound to happen. That was fucking bound to happen. Our town specifically, like, we're somewhat large. We have about 13,000 people where I live. But in, like, one day, 500 people confirm cases. It's stupid. It's, yep. And they're thinking about rolling back phase two back to phase one. It's getting that Oh, bad. they've already done that for Arkansas. Yeah. 
In addition, uh, the addition of the PlayStation 5 Digital Edition could be a potential factor in a higher price point for the base model. The Digital Edition can be seen as the affordable option. When Ryan was questioned about a major price difference between the two, he reiterated that it was done to simply offer more options for the consumer. What can be also be viewed is a factor. Uh, what can also be viewed as a factor is Sony's plan to re or to re-release far fewer PlayStation Five consoles at at launch than previous launches. Sony reps confidentially stated that they will be limiting the initial production run in part because they expect the PS5's ambitious specs to weigh on demand by leading to a high price at launch. The company reported to shareholders that only around 5 to 6 million units would be made available to the public until March 2021. Let me let me stop you there. Refresh me on the memory on my, my memory on the initial releases of the PS4 and the Xbox One. So the re- launch for the PS4 was sold at loss. So when the PS4 was being sold, they were selling it for about $399. That console cost them about $417 to make. So at every single console that they sold, they lost $18. They sold right, it as a deficit. My question is the num not the not how much they were sold at how many was sold. how many units were pushed during the first quarter yes yes uh sales of PS4 during launch on February eighteenth uh, twenty fourteen Sony announced that as of February eighth it had sold over five point three million units following the release of the PlayStation Four onto North American and Western Europe markets. Within the first two days of release uh, in Japan during the weekend, it sold 322,000 consoles. I guess what that's meaning is that if they sold 3.4 million units or 3. Point whatever million units, there had to be more on back order or you know more in stock in retailers there and shit like created. that. There was more created. Right. So, I mean, like there was still a supply that could be met. They're saying here that they're only expecting to release five to six million units or put out into retailers five to six million units worldwide. So, Damn. I, I don't know. You know, it's not going to become a Switch situation where, because let's be honest, Nintendo can't make enough fucking Switches right now. <laughs> well, nothing is worse than what the, the Wii U was when it was at launch. That was a yeah. fucking nightmare to track down. And that was a $200 console. Like, I, I don't know. Like, uh, anyway, they were only planning to have six, five to six million units that would be made available to the public up until March 2021. This can create a price point based on supply and demand where fewer consoles could warrant higher buy-ins. Amazon previously listed pre-orders for the PlayStation 5 as at almost over $700 before the Sony press conference. That is until the online store front removed the post and apologized for the confusion. At a cost of around $700, it would harken back to the days of the PlayStation 3 reveal in 2005, offering the base console with a measly 60 gigabyte hard drive for $599. Many believe that this steep price point aided Microsoft into moving more units during the early days of the Xbox 360. I want to let listeners know that we are now in an age where the consoles, the video game consoles, are getting very... Besides, I would say not so much Nintendo's consoles, but Sony's and Microsoft consoles are definitely trying to be basically computers. They're rivaling what we see in 
1500 $1,500 computers. I want you people to know that you can also get a pre-built <laughs> PC at NZXT for like 899. So if this ends up being a $700 console and you're like, "Man, I could probably just get a PC." You can get a pre-built one for $900. <laughs> So, pay a little bit extra money, and then you have a computer. That you can upgrade anytime you want. Yep. So, unless there be, unless some exclusives come out that have to, like... Like, we've seen some. Like, we know Horizon's going to be an exclusive. Yep. I don't think Resident Evil's going to be an exclusive. Mm-mm. Uh, Spider-Man might be. Spider-Man, definitely. It's yep. own, Like, it's an Insomniac IP, and Sony owns them. So definitely what was the other big one. Uh Demon Souls, no, that will be no. on Yeah. That'll be on both. So there's got to be some heavy hitter exclusives for you to just buy these. Yeah. So keep that in mind. That's insane, man. And and I've, I there's a lot of people out there that are like they weren't that expensive back in the day. Go back and look at sales ads for like Toys R Us and shit like that for like the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo and you will be you you will be surprised at how wrong you are. Yeah. But granted, they weren't like no five hundred, but some of them got close. They were they were pretty penny. And think about it like this: like inflation is a factor. Your yeah, money went further be... back in the day as com- as compared to today. So like seventy dollars in nineteen ninety four is well over a hundred dollars today. Lot, I mean, people weren't getting paid as much back then. Minimum wage was like what five and a quarter. I don't even know if that was early. In, in Maybe the early 90s. I thought it was like four dollars and change. I started working at five and a quarter when I started working at like fifteen, sixteen. Mm-hmm. And I remember the minimum wage went up to like seven twenty-five. I think minimum wage is like almost up to eleven in my area now. That's crazy. So I mean, think about it, like. You, it's mandatory to have health insurance. It's mandatory to have automobile insurance. You have to have a cell phone. You yep. have to have internet. Yep. Like you didn't need that. You didn't have to have that shit back in the day. So, I don't know. Uh, this is also a pissing contest. I don't know. It's not so much a pissing contest as like I'm waiting for the other guy to start pissing because neither one of them are saying like we want to know the price. Like just tell us the fucking price. I have a feeling that. Microsoft Microsoft is now in the position after the statement that Sony made where they can start considering a higher price point because, you know, Microsoft was saying like, oh, yeah, we'll make it affordable. We'll make it affordable. You know, people were expecting it to be about the price of the Xbox One X, like that $500, maybe a little bit more Mm -hmm. buy in to get into Gen 9. But now with Sony saying like we're looking at value as opposed to affordability, um, that is – that's like the green light for them to say, well, we can just go a little bit under what the PS5 is. you yeah. know. So the, if Sony's PS5 comes out to be 650 we may see 600, 600 when they they're, were they're originally – They're also afraid – one of them is afraid to announce it because that's exactly what the other one will do. Yeah. Like it, it, it's a, it's a strong tactic, man. It is, and I, I have the feeling that Jim Ryan. <sighs> so when I think of Sean Layton, Sean Layton was the old head of SIE, Sony Interactive Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I always we thought of him. That situation, yeah. yeah. I always thought of him as like the arty guy. Like he was just trying to get people to play games. And the most important thing was to move software. Just, have just play the experiences. games. Yeah. Have, have these mind blowing storytelling experiences. Jim Ryan is the most dry, bare bones motherfucker. He was like, are we moving units? That's all I care about. So the the mindset that I'm getting from this is just like, why the fuck are we selling this at a deficit? Why are we selling this at a loss? So you I don't make money off the systems, you dumb shit. You make it off the software. But he, I, I don't know. I just, I just get the feeling that he is going to try to take advantage of the situation and sell it for a pretty penny. And for a lot of people, that's, there's nothing they can do. I mean, they could wait, but then yeah. you have the situation of FOMO, the fear of missing out. So, You know what? Keep bringing the games I love to PC, everybody. I am 100% <laughs> fine with that. So I've got a Switch. I've got my old gens. I'll wait until the new gens drop in price. I'm not that guy. Like I said, unless... They were to drop balls and be like, Bloodborne 2 is going to be on launch. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> All right. I guess I got to save some money up. So, Speaking of saving money up, I recently cashed in my PayPal uh, points on my credit card. Yeah. They just legitimately put the money in your PayPal account. That's cool. Like, they don't make you have to, like, I think Capital One makes you put it towards your credit statement. And Amazon, your points are points that you can use on Amazon. PayPal's like, nah, that shit's in your PayPal account. Cash you money. That to your, you want to transfer it to your bank account? There you go. Two days. That's what's up. It's the best credit card I've ever gotten. <laughs> I got that credit card in, like, February. I already have $250 in points. That's dope. Yeah. That's what's up. I bought a, I bought a new table saw. So <laughs> Nice. I bought a new table saw because I said, fuck the new generation of systems. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I guess we should say some not so good news. I mean, it's it's okay. I mean, I saw it. I was like, it's only a two-month delay. But still, people that are excited for this game are just like, all right, we got to wait again. Mm-hmm. So uh, Cyberpunk 2077 has a delay again. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is going to miss its planned September release date. CD Projekt announced... Today that the game is finished, both content and gameplay-wise, but it wants to make more time for balancing, fixing bugs, polish, and so has decided to delay it to November 19th. The quests, the cutscenes, the skill and items, all the adventures Night City has to offer, it's all there, the studio wrote. But with such an abundance of content and complex systems interweaving with each other, we need to properly go through everything, balance game mechanics, and fix a lot of bugs. A huge world means a huge number of things to join, to iron out, and we will spend the additional time doing exactly that. Good news is CD Projekt Red is still planning on going through with the Cyberpunk 2077 online event on June 25th, so there's some small victories there. Uh, I think that's fine. Like, if that's what you're using it for, that's fine, but I've also been hearing some stories of crunch with 2077 as well, so... Yeah, I I think it's actually more along the lines of they really want to optimize it for ninth gen. Yeah. I think that that's if this really was where if though no, if if ninth gen wasn't coming out, we would have probably already had this game. Yeah. So, but I mean, a lot of people, Cyberpunk Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven's fan base has stated in the past 
that they're like, we're fine with this. Mm -hmm. It's okay with a delay to get things ironed out right. Because you don't want a shitty game at launch. You don't want a Warcraft 3 Reforged. Like, you don't want something so shitty that it's barely playable. But hey, you made your deadline. So, no. that's They want to make a pretty legit game. And I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check this game out. It looks really cool. CDPR has always had, like, a strong, like repertoire when it came to releasing their games like even the early days with like the witcher and the witcher 2 when they were trying like new things like th- those games are rough the witcher 1 does n- did not age well that that's a rough game yeah sorry the, i i clicked on the, the the twitter post that cyberpunk or that cd project red put out and the first fucking post is ricky berwick and he's just it's a video of him going fuck <laughs> and i i can't i'm not listening to the sound but i i, I just know that's what he's saying <laughs> that man is a goblin saint he is disgusting <laughs> he, oh he's gross man <laughs> i love him so much uh. that's it so we got so, hey it's still coming out before the hol- right at the holiday season so I mean that's perfect timing too. Yeah. Like you you pump it out in November, new consoles are already out, bundle that week baby before up. Black Friday. Yep. Week before Thanksgiving breaks, because I've seen a lot of colleges, I've heard that they're just gonna let people go home at Thanksgiving and not come back until after you know the beginning of the year. That's nice. End of their semester. I've, that's I've pretty cool. I've been seeing some of that. And well, it's not completely end, like they'd have to do digital shit like mm-hmm. they are now, but uh COVID has turned the world fucking upside down, so... Yeah. Uh, Speaking of shit going upside down, developers are pulling their games from Steam for lack of a stance on Black Lives Matter. Now, while I'm mostly cynical about major corporations releasing statements to align themselves with the plight of the very people they take advantage of, it is perhaps better than to not say anything at all. We've seen the likes of Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, Bethesda, Naughty Dog, 343 Industries, and many, many more show their support for Black Lives Matter via some stupid, solid black JPEG and an HR-approved generic tweet. Uh, While one company is under fire for failing to read the room, developers are rallying their peers to remove their games from the Steam storefront as the company has not released a statement on where they stand in regards to Black Lives Matter. In a statement from Julian Glander, developer of Art School and Lovely Weather We're Having, provided his insight on why he's taken his games down. Uh, In his long post to Steam, he says, Over the past few weeks, Steam and Valve have chosen not to address the Black Lives Matter movement, failing to make even a broad and generic statement about racial justice. It is clearer than ever that the owners of this platform feel beholden to a base of angry white male gamers. This makes me especially sad because I feel this, that some of these people are people who most need to hear the message of Black Lives Matter. Obviously, as a company, you guys can do whatever you want, but I am having my games associated with Steam, with the Steam platform, to be an embarrassment and a little nauseating. Please retire both my games, Art School and Lovely Weather We're Having, from your storefront ASAP, hashtag Black Lives Matter. 
This sentiment has been echoed by a few other developers who also intend to pull their games off the platform for a most more socially conscious environment. It should be noted that while Steam is being uh, is being pulled through the ringer, itch.io released an amazing bundle called the Bundle for Racial Justice Inequality, offering over 1,000 projects valued at over $6,000, where proceeds went to the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund and the Community Bail Fund split 50-50. Games that were included were Minute, Anodyne, Micromages, A Night in the Woods, Overland, Celeste, and a shit ton more. So this is just in that just in that little thing. That's those are some good ones. Those are some baller ass games. Some really good shit. I mean, there's there's some really obscure shit in there too. There's tabletop games that they added in there. There's fucking uh desktop shit like Goose Desktop Associate, whatever. You know that goose that goes around and fucks with your desktop? Have you ever seen that? Yeah, Untitled Goose from the Goose from Untitled Goose game. I didn't so know that that was an actual thing. That's unrelated. I think that's unrelated because some dude just made like the goose buddy for your desktop and, and he, he'll like, move your icon. He'll move your shit. icon. He'll take your cursor. He'll start typing in notepad. He'll draw pictures of like the duck flag and shit like that. It's it's I think I need this. this yeah, is it's the new Microsoft Clippy. <laughs> yeah, it's Clippy the goose. Uh, uh, this is not the first time that Valve has been under scrutiny, as the Anti-Defamation League has also called out the developer gone digital retailer for giving extremists a pass. Previously, Steam was under fire for allowing users to change their names to match or support the aggressors of mass shootings, such as the Christchurch Mosque, the Park Lane shootings, and the Charleston Church shootings. Valve didn't take action until after Kotaku wrote an expose on the controversy. The ADL accuses Valve for not taking action as users who express fringe views on the platform as a means to protect their bottom line. To quote, it was disturbingly easy for ADL's researchers to locate Steam users who espouse extremist views using language associated with white supremacist ideologies and subcultures, including key terms, common numeric hate symbols, and acronyms. On, end quote. In a random search, researchers found hundreds of Steam profiles advertising Nazi or white supremacist imagery in their usernames, profile pictures, posts, and bio descriptions. Vice in the past have also written pieces on how Steam has been harboring hate groups within its message boards. Valve typically takes a hands-off approach when dealing with these social issues within the confines of Steam's platform and will only give a sheepish level of support when they've been called out publicly. As of June 17th, Valve, however, has pledged to be a major sponsor for the Game Developers of Color Expo, as well as support of the Black Voices in Gaming event that's being hosted by Media Indie Exchange founder Justin Woodward. Perhaps these companies can take a page out of EA's book of all companies and pledge a million dollars to the Equal Justice Initiative, the NAACP, an educational fund, and other like organizations. I got three specific things I want to say about this. Okay. Uh, first of all, if you are a listener and you are an advocate of hate, of white supremacy, Nazi organization, all that shit, uh, I don't want you to listen to our podcast. Is that okay. fair enough? Can, can we say that? We'll take the every time I die approach to this. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's to be honest, that's not the worst thing we've said on this podcast. So, uh, the second thing I want to say is, uh, the second thing I want to say is I get feelings of 4chan from this situation. 
4chan, I used to be avidly on 4chan a lot, and uh, especially in my early days of the internet and all that. And there's all, I mean, we've we've covered stories about like where people are like, well, this is a freedom of speech area. We can say whatever the hell we want and all that other stuff. But you, I don't, I, you are allowed to say whatever you want. But as we've said in the past, be ready for the consequences to what you have said. You are not exempt from the consequences of your actions. I think that people like kind of misinterpret the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting a free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. That does not protect you from being a shitbag on the internet, pushing your fucking fringe ideologies, whatever they may be. It doesn't matter. Whatever they may be, everyone's a fucking target. If you're a fucking menace to fucking society, you have every right, or we have every right to fucking take your ass down. There's a uh, there's a joke, and I'm gonna paraphrase it. There's a joke by Bill Burr, where there's always one guy. He's like, you'll you'll see a guy that's just like talking about like you know the blacks were ruining the country and all this other stuff, and everyone's like, yeah, fuck you, whatever. But there's that one guy that's like, this guy's kind of making sense. That's the shit that you gotta stop right then and there because then it just snowballs into what we have now. It's exactly what it stopped. It's what happens. And the third thing I want to say is a lot of people are going to argue and people have been saying, I don't want to be part of it. Like, I don't want to take a stance either side. This is not this is not Microsoft versus Sony. This is not like, oh, PC gamers versus console gamers. This is real life shit. And you have to take a stance. There is no writing. There is no being Austria in World War Two. There is no tiptoeing across the fence. You have to declare what side you're on and be prepared for what's going to happen for being on those sides. Uh, I'm going to disagree with your first statement. Uh, If, you know, if, if you're someone who promotes hate, I definitely feel like you should be listening to us. I definitely think that uh, there should be some sort of discussion and whether it devolves into us slinging shit at each other, then so be it. But the the thing is, is like, you need to open up the conversation. You need, you, you need to conversations. Then it's, yeah, we cannot exist in an echo chamber because when we exist in an echo chamber, we're, we are only harming ourselves and we're not taking the fight to where it needs to go. So, People need to learn both sides of the story so that they could change, hopefully for the better, much like you did in the Discord server earlier this week <laughs> over some of the F-champs. Oh, uh, <laughs> that was the quickest. Dude, you, fucking... ma- you made an essay. It wasn't like, that much of an essay. I was, I was It was in the three car. paragraphs and three paragraphs from what I remember from grade school constitutes as a one-page essay. So, I mean, are, are, do you, you want to talk about that? We nah. I mean, I just wanted to make fun of you. That's what okay, I wanted that, to do. That's fine. I mean, that was that was the quickest back down ever. <laughs> Your response was great. It was very intellectual. You didn't know enough about the situation, so you're like, "Oh, this is I don't know about this." And then we brought 
more facts to you, and you were like, oh, no, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? He can hold that band for life. So <laughs> it was so great. Because then you messaged me. You're like, that was the fastest back down ever. <laughs> But it's okay. It's okay to change your stance once you've learned. People, that's what's going on right now. Is people are so it's they're so wrapped up in their pride that they don't want to be wrong. And it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to learn and educate yourself for the better. Like that's what you should always be doing every single day of your life is trying to learn and be better. Yeah, I- I'm just looking at things where people are losing their civil liberties, and I'm not about that. No. I. You know, I can stand, you know, being friends with somebody and me having to go up to bat and debate them and, you know, lessons being learned and, you know, people growing and learning from those things and slowly, you know, viewpoints being adjusted, not just to like, you know, constantly say like oh if i keep on say- saying all these, they're these talking points me. they're going to agree with me but both people like seeing where their where their world view is and expanding it thereafter i will not fucking tolerate these fucking bootlickers so I, I started licking boots <laughs> <laughs> i will not tolerate these fucking bootlickers that will just blindly accept whatever the establishment is pushing i we make and i won't take it from either side can we make bootlicker like the like a like it sounds so much like a karen like don't like you you bootlicker i mean i do it (laughs) oh yeah that's true i saw a thing i saw a tweet recently and it was a video of these guys i think there was like an altercation like in a traffic stop a traffic jam or something and they're both get out of their cars and they start fighting and you're like, all right, typical fighting video. And then they're like, they start talking, and they're still like, and then they start talking, and they start, and they're yelling, but they're kind of like chilling down a little bit. And then at the end of the video, they're just like, all right, and they hug, and then they walk away. And you're like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, we need more of this. <laughs> like, well, that's perfect. This. That is like, that's perfect. Great. That's ex- that's exactly what like we're gonna fight, but let's talk it out, and then we're good. Like. Uh, I don't know. Tennessee also just passed the fucking heartbeat bill. So I don't know what the fuck's going on with this country. <laughs> What's the heartbeat bill? Uh, the minute a fetus has a heartbeat, you can't, it's illegal to terminate it. Isn't that like common though? It's it, this one. If I remember everything correctly, uh, you have to, if you want an abortion, you have to have an ultrasound. If there's a heartbeat, you will, and you go forward with it. You can be prosecuted by the state. The people that perform the, op- the uh, abortion will also be prosecuted by the state. And doesn't matter if you were raped or if it's a product of incest. You, it doesn't matter. Wow. Yeah. What about what about uh, at cost of mother's life? I didn't see that on the list. So <laughs> that that would be really important. It's still that's very, crazy. Very shitty. And I bet you a man passed it. <laughs> that Bible Belt bullshit. Oh, I'm right in the middle of it. I have, I I want to state that I've been hating the religious Bible Belt since I was fucking ten years old, and I'm gonna die in my grave hating it. I'm on the Yankee side of Virginia, so we don't give a fuck. Well, according to my wife, I am not a Southerner. What? My mom, my mom's not a Southerner. Where is she from? My mom Illinois? is from Illinois. 
she is from Illinois. And my wife, uh, she usually agrees with me on a lot of things. I was like, I'm a Southerner. She goes, no, you, when we were on our way to the drive-in to go see Tremors, she uh-huh. goes, you are not a Southerner. And I was just like, I grew up. Now. She goes, no, you did not grow up. You are not a Southerner. I was like, damn. All right. I'm going to go back to the city and leave your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's it's goofy. Hey, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, Valve. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Valve has never... Hmm, I don't know. I got mixed feelings about it. It's shitty. Uh, you should just state it. It's the same with the company I work for. They have not come out. They gave that generic shit in the company email. Uh, we, we had a... Uh, we call them town hall meetings. That means mm. company wide meetings, right? And I almost I forgot until just now. I was gonna ask on the call, be like, "Hey, have, why have we we not like announced anything for like what we stand on Black Lives Matter?" And but then I also thought about like, man, I should probably keep my job for right now. So, <laughs> but I don't think that that's something that you can lose your job over. Just asking that question. So I, I would I would get a slew of emails very quickly to be like that was very unprofessional for you to do that on a call like that. You should have emailed the town hall. I can ask the, the questions. Stuff. Yeah. Uh look, Marine Corps was just like, yo, we're taking down the Confederate flags. If you have that shit, we're NJPing you. Dude, I'm so happy. Like where <laughs> I'm at right now, I'm so happy that that shit's getting taken down. Like statues are getting taken down, all mm-hmm. that. Like, get rid of that shit. They just, I read, I read something that says, get rid of the statues and the fucking flags. Keep everything in the history books because mm-hmm. we need to know about it because it's the main thing. If we don't know about history, we're doomed to repeat it. It's that whole uh, snippet from 1984 where Dude, that they book take is down scarily, scarily accurate. That in Fahrenheit 451. Mm-hmm. You know, the book that was on the banned book list at school. Yep. And as a kid, I was like, this book must be really bad if it's banned. No, the government doesn't want us reading that shit and enlightening ourselves, man. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's no. amazing. Like, it's, I did not know about Juneteenth. Really? Never, You're from was, the South. We were never taught about it, ever. We were never taught about it. I learned about Juneteenth two weeks ago, and I'm 31 years old, Chris. You know about Black Wall Street? Very, very vaguely. And I've only learned about that in the last two weeks. It is amazing the amount of information that is kept from us growing up. I I think it's more of a regional thing. Um, They teach it in Texas schools? Really? Yeah, I have people, a uh, bunch of people all over from that I know from Texas. Plano, Texas, he's like, yeah, we talk. they didn't go in depth with it, but they talked about it. I think it's a little bit different for us because I I come from a very multicultural community growing up. Mm -hmm. So like that shit was just openly talked about. And we, we went into things that involved black people, Mexicans, uh, Indians. Like we, we learned like American history, like the shit that they don't teach. Like, I mean, I took PTO on Juneteenth. mm -hmm. Someone's like, why are you going on PTO? What's going on? I was like, it's Juneteenth. Like, what do you mean? I was like, it's fucking Juneteenth. I'm going, like, this should be a national fucking holiday. Like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Okay. Anyway. anyway, <laughs> I To be fair, I took PTO because I was coming close to my cap. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make that the issue. <laughs> that anyway, is it just happened. Awful. It happened, to co- it happened to coincide, all right? 
Like, I was like, oh, shit, I'm at my cap. Also, it's Juneteenth tomorrow. I might as well take PTO tomorrow. That is, oh, my God. <laughs> Don't cut this out. I want all this in the, I want all this in the podcast. So. <sighs> anyway, we have a fifth news article. We've been, uh, we've been usually keeping it around four. Uh, do, do you want to talk any more about that? No, I'm, I'm done with it. All right. We had a little one that uh, was actually uh, recommended to us by H2O Happy Dude. Uh, it's AT&T is considering selling off Warner Brothers Interactive. According to a recent report by CNBC, AT&T is, is in the talks to potentially sell off Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment for around $4 billion. The gaming division is responsible for titles including the Lego games, Mortal Kombat, and the Batman Arkham series, all of which are highly profitable assets. But following the acquisition of Time Warner in 2018, AT&T has approximately $165 billion in debt, and selling Warner Bros. Interactive would be a quick way to relieve, relieve some of it. I don't agree with that, but I'll talk about that here in a second. But it also suggests that AT&T is interested in focusing on WB's core business of making film and television and exiting out of other markets, which would also include comics. 2020 was expected to be an exciting year for the studio, and former Kotaku journalist Jason Schreier reported that Warner Brothers Interactive planned a new Batman game based on the Court of Owls storyline, from which I heard is fucking phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Uh, A big-budget Harry Potter game being developed by Avalanche Software, and a Rockstar-fronted project on an existing DC IP. Right now, the big players interested in taking over WB are Take-Two Interactive, Electronic Arts, and Activision Blizzard. Acquiring WB's gaming division will make any of these already major forces in the video game industry even more profitable and powerful, but it's expected that not all studios acquired are expected to survive the jump. If you're $165 billion in debt, just $4 billion to get rid of an entire department that has been making money, I don't agree with that. So... We're at the stage where we're talking about major corporations. We're talking about buco fucking dollars, okay? Debt is easy. Yeah. Debt is easy to lay off. You know, everyone passes around debt. And $4 billion is a lot of money. $4 billion will pay off, like, will silence motherfuckers for a while. You know, (laughs) I, I know that's $165 billion. But motherfucker, we just got $4 billion. We can ride this shit out for a while. You know how many projects $4 billion paid for? It's, I agree with you on that. But I also want to turn the attention also to that they're going back and focusing on film and television. Mm-hmm. That's where they're losing the fucking money. I agree. Because the, all of the DC movies, I'll say it right now, they're fucking shit. Except I have not seen Wonder Woman. I have heard Wonder Woman is good. I've watched Aquaman. You want to hear my rant about that? Go check out the Vetta Games <laughs> podcast from back in the day. I go on a 30-minute fucking rant about that movie. Uh, Batman vs. Superman? Shit. I don't like it. Justice League? No build-up to have a Justice League movie. Like, Marvel no. earned it. Marvel earned it because they invested 10 fucking years into it. You don't get to have a Batman versus Superman, and then you're like... Oh, let's do Justice League, and then we'll do an Aquaman movie after that. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> I am more concerned about who picks them up. Yeah. A lot of people EA. are afraid of EA. 
A lot of people are afraid of Activision out the ass. Blizzard. We we already know my thoughts on that. So um, people are hoping for like Sony to pick them up or Microsoft. I saw, yeah, Microsoft would be. I think Microsoft could benefit from this. From what I read, benefit mm-hmm. hugely from this. But like, I know that Microsoft has a stacked um, roster as far as developers, first and second party developers are concerned. Right. Um, however, the acquisition of Warner Brothers Studio would be incredibly valuable to them. Yeah. Largely because I'm not that impressed with the developers that they have under their wing. To be quite honest. They're not they're not as strong as Sony. Like for what appeals to me. Right, right, right. So having Warner Brothers under their wing, having the Batman games, because those games are phenomenal. Well, the Lego games are going to rack in money. Kids love those games. Yeah. And they do it about everything. Star Wars, Jurassic Park, uh, fucking, well, mostly Star Wars right now. Uh, The Marvel movies. I think they do Legos of the Marvel shit, too. Lord of the Rings, uh, fucking Undercover Hero or some shit like that. Well, I'm just just spitballing them. The Harry Potter series. And, I mean, like, there's a new console out. Those those games and movies are still popular. They'll probably rehash them again. I would take a remaster of, like, the, the Lord of the Rings games on PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. Like the Two Towers and the Return of the King. I remember putting a lot of hours into t- the Two Towers. Were they really that good? I think they were okay. They weren't like su- they weren't like phenomenal or anything like that. I think they were just pretty good, and you got to play as all the char- like you got to play it and level up the characters. Like it was kind of like a Baldur's Gate kind of Dark Alliance game, mm-hmm. but it was it wasn't so much like Diablo top down. It was more like you're playing like the siege of rohan and stuff like that like that's it's, cool it's it was really fun like and you played different characters and shit like that i remember having a good time with them i haven't played them probably in the last decade so i can't i might have to go back and check those out so everything else is getting remakes and remasters and shit so why not but uh i don't know we'll see that that's the thing that stood out to me the most was they're going to focus on profitable things like the fucking television and film i'm like dude don't try to throw like the interactive department is doing well with what they have listen to jim ryan video games are recession proof bro man (laughs) this shit just makes me keep loving indie games so much like i love the indie scene there's a lot of shit in the indie scene don't get me wrong Mm. there's a lot of games that i don't personally agree with like i just don't like them some of them are just bloatware but you get it. You get some good ones every once in a while. Oh no, man! I bought into the uh, that bundle that itch.io did, and holy fuck! That's How much a did lot. that run you? Five dollars. So I donated ten. It was a minimum five dollar bundle. They projected their their goal was five million dollars. They raised eight. Is it still available? No. Ah, I should have got in on that. It was a very small window, but they apparently they're going to do more things in the future. But bro, it was like seventeen hundred. How many games? Uh, over a thousand. They originally started off with seven hundred and forty, and then more people start saying, "Hey, we're we want in on this. We want to have our games in the bundle." And everyone who bought the bundle in the beginning retroactively got all those additional games. So I had my itch.io account has a thousand games on there 
Plus all the porn games that I get bought from fucking Cream there, Bee and shit like that. There it like is. That. There it is. <laughs> you had to sully the good moment. <laughs> Look, y'all should know what I'm about at this point. I'm not even going to front. I mean, just out of that list, we saw Celeste and Micromages. That's worth yeah. $5. <laughs> That's worth way more than $5, but yeah. yeah. I mean, and I'll, I love Minute. I still run that fucking game. That game's amazing. Outstanding music. I should have got in on that. I'm a little sad about that. That's all we got. That's it for news. Oh, let's hit them questions. Let's do it. Uh, we got. I'm gonna go with five. I guess we got five. Uh, really, kind of four. Happy dude. Yeah, we gave us happy dudes. Well, we didn't answer. Uh, with what he's asking, but I mean, we'll we'll go into it. Uh, Mr. Haru. First question of the podcast. If you had to come up with an in-lore way to write Princess Bowsette in a Mario game, how would you go about doing it? Uh, it would be in a Mario Galaxy game with an interdimensional time rift. Okay. Where you where you go into a world where Bowser doesn't exist. It's just Bowsette. Okay. I think that would be the most, like, if you're trying to do it canonically... If if it's going to be canonically... where did Where did that stupid crown come from the crown that, that made... the crown's not canonical it's not i think nintendo has come out and said like the crown and bowsette aren't canonical well no bowsette's not canonical but there that crown does have the ability to turn anybody into a princess no that crown has no? the ability to turn specifically toadette into a princess okay so yes specifically toadette but everyone took that crown and just ran with it. So it would have to come from the game or the the world that that yeah. crown was introduced in, which I think is like the 3D Land games, right? Yeah, but th- but Rosalina's in that 3D Land game, so that makes sense for Mario Galaxy as well. Okay, okay. Because you go after the post-end credits, you get go into space with Rosalina, and you unlock her as a playable character, and you play all the space levels and all that shit, you get the true ending of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mario Galaxy 3, you're going to have to bring... Either Bowser just gets fucking yeeted, or he teams up with Bowsette. Like, he meets her, like, he gets thrown... I don't know how the ending of 2 worked. I know the ending of 1, like, reset the fucking universe or something like that. They pulled some <laughs> JoJo Part 7 shit. So, I'm not even lying about any of this. I don't remember that being a factor in Galaxy 1. You are aware that Rosalina is Luigi's daughter. What? Yeah, you need to look, look this shit up, man. There's some weird-ass lore once it came with the is Mario Is that a Ga- MatPat theory? Is that uh, a MatPat theory? I don't remember if I saw it from MatPat. I don't It might have been, but... From what I heard at the end of it, like everything gets sucked into a black hole or some shit. I don't know. I have to read more into it. This is another one. Like I even had people call me out on the last podcast being like, you're a fucking idiot about the achievements thing. So (laughs) we know I don't have a good track record with this shit. So, but I want to say, I would say make a Mario Galaxy three and you got to bring, you're bringing Bowsette in Mm -hmm. and get ready for people to hack that fucking game. (laughs) Uh, I would go with a Rule 63 Paper Mario. All right. <laughs> All right. You can, do, you can do that, too. Because no. 2D girls are better than 3D girls. That's a lie. You played a lot of porn games that were 3D. 
Yeah, someone's been looking through my Steam library. I mean, I have access to it, so. Yep. <laughs> uh, number two, what is the fastest, strongest purchase to buyer's remorse you had for a game? Uh, I wanted to say Star Fox Zero, but I didn't actually buy it and play it. Uh, that was more of a, I was excited for it, and then I saw it after it came out. So that was more like hype than remorse, not so much buyer's remorse. Uh, Resident Evil 6. I got the collector's edition of that. Pre-ordered it. Oof. Yeah. Oof. On Xbox 360. And it, uh, I, fuck, I couldn't even get past the Leon campaign. I'm going to go with Killer is Dead. So Killer is Dead is a Suda51 game. He's on the record for being mm-hmm. out of his fucking mind. Uh, yeah, he's completely insane. But Killer is Dead, like, there's understanding what a Suda51 game is, what a gra- Grasshopper manufacture game is, and then there's Killer is Dead. And KID is some of the most boring, cringy fucking gaming I've ever fucking played. It tried to be, like, uh, Kill Bill with killer is dead that's the, no that's killer third. seven is what yeah, yeah. no no so killer seven is a good game yeah 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 that's what i'm getting mixed this up is with. like some really shitty hack and slash thing and then they force you to participate in these fucking uh date simulator thing where you just like all you do is stare at like a woman's titties or i can do that thighs. exactly I, I don't know i've never been like a huge fan of like fan service in my video games because if i really just want to watch like ass and titties x videos is saved on my phone like you go to premium member i I, I just always go go to pornhub for everything (laughs) x videos has a little bit of everything i think they have a larger database x videos is raunchy you go into x hamster as well (laughs) i don't really go into x hamster that much because they don't have their own dedicated app like X videos just pulls videos from everywhere. Wait, is the there a larger database. App? I don't think that there is. Like of all of all like platforms, you would think that they would have one. Man, I would go work for Pornhub. Not just to like sound like I'm a pervert and want to watch porn all that. They seem like a legitimately cool company to work for. I want to stream on Pornhub, but like you I'm just not want to stream Subverse when it comes out. No, no, I want to stream video games on Pornhub, but I'm just going to be that guy that streams on Pornhub and everyone's like, well, are you at least going to take your shirt off? I'm like, no! Dude, you could you could be the first. Like, you could be you could be the Maximilian <laughs> dude of Pornhub. Yo, I just play fighting games on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I'm sure people s- are already doing that, though. I, uh, I forgot. Uh, Project X Zone. I was super fucking Oh, yeah. Game. I pre-ordered it, got the special edition, all that, and got... I played, like, fucking... I don't know how many hours of that game, and I still didn't get X and Zero. And I was just like, fuck this game. Dude, yeah, I played no. that demo so much that I learned how to do everything. Like, my enemies would not hit the ground when I was playing as Ken and Ryu. I was able to juggle every enemy in that demo. That's... I don't know, man. So That's a rough game. It's so because it's in theory you're like this should fucking work. This is amazing. Didn't Namco and Capcom make a game similar to Project X Zone? Because Project X Zone is Sega and Capcom, 
And I remember there being a very similar game on the PlayStation 2. I know I have yeah, it, yeah, it's, but I think uh, the version that I have is Japanese, so I don't really it's, know it's what the Namco, fuck is going Yeah, on. yeah, they did do that. They did do that. I don't yeah. know the exact name, but they did do that. That's probably the number one. I would say that's over Resident Evil 6, because I, I played that on my DS at work, like, nonstop. I was playing that demo over and over. Because you only got a limited number of plays. And then you, I had to uninstall it and then download it again. Damn. Yeah, I did it over and over again. I know there's a game out there, but... Oh! Castlevania Uh-oh. Lord of Shadow. Ooh. That, that's Those aren't even Castlevania game. games. <laughs> like, you want to talk about the blight on Hideo Kojima's track record. Mm, those are My voters bad. for those, yeah. they're. I still want to play through them because they look interesting, but gameplay-wise, I'm just not... I'm not there. Anyway, question three. What game's popularity and rave reviews do you generally not understand no matter how much you look at it from the other side? Drakengard. I don't know how anybody likes those games. I fucking hate the Drakengard series. Like, I know Nier falls into that, and fuck the first Nier that we got. That Like, Nier Gestalt, the one that we got in the U.S., uh-huh. that game is bad. I don't care what anyone says, that game is ass. <laughs> that game is fucking ass. No one can tell me different. Automata, great fucking game. Everything else can go get shit on. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, in the first Drakengard, I fucking hate it. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like one that like rubbed me the wrong way. I can't think of it. Oh, recently I've been watching Game Grumps has been playing Sonic Heroes. Yeah. And they Dan because they're they're actually doing the format that we do now. They're trying to stay separated from each other and they're doing it through discord. Okay. And uh, Dan's looking up reviews for Sonic Heroes, and apparently that game is fucking loved. That's not yeah. a good game. That is not a good game. Well, here's here's the thing on that. Um, that goes into like the culture of Sonic fans, and there's yeah. like three cults. They are of fucking diehard Sonic fans. Okay, you have the classic boys. I belong to the classic boys. Are we going to bring up the Lawrence video again? <laughs> I mean, it's essentially there. It's like, true, yeah. You have the adventure series, boy. and then you have modern Sonic, right? So classic boys is like everything that's come out 2D. Um, the adventure boys Sonic is... Mania in it as well. Well, yeah, because yeah. that's it's what it's dedicated to. Uh, then you have Sonic Adventure 1, 2, Heroes, and I would also throw in Sonic 06, and then you have the modern Sonic, which is Colors, Generations, Forces. Um, I don't know if I'd put Unleash there. Maybe you can put Unleash there as well. The storybook um, ones get put into modern Sonic. I no one talks about the storybook no, ones. No, they exist. They have to go somewhere. <sighs> They're in a league of their own, dude. And no. people even <laughs> like defend those games, and I, I don't get it. Um, <laughs> all of those fans hate the other two. Like, they are <laughs> warring factions. They are warring factions. Like, I see every single day on Twitter, 
people constantly talking about how their set of games is the apex of Sonic the Hedgehog games, and everyone else is shit. Sonic okay? the Hedgehog it's three every houses. single day. Yes, that's what this is. Sonic three houses. That's what this bullshit comes down to. That's the fucking podcast title. Right there. <laughs> Sonic three houses. Like it is. AKA Happy Birthday, Chris. Insane. <laughs> It's absolutely insane. And like, I, for me, I grew up in both the adventure series, but also the classic. Because like, I grew up with the classic games. But As did I. When the adventure came, games came out, I was 11 years old. I was 11, 12 years old. Prime so that's still age for those. Part of my childhood. And I destroyed Sonic Adventure 2. And like, I like Sonic Heroes more today than I did when it first came out. Like, I was just like, well, it's not Sonic Adventure. Yeah. Um, I I think that the he- like Sonic Heroes is a good game. It should not have been broken down into four fucking chapters of the same game. You got and in side, order for you... Side. Okay, so, like, if you've never played Sonic Heroes, which I'm pretty sure everyone who's listened to this podcast has, because we're all Sega fanboys... Uh, you have Hold Sonic, <laughs> you have Team Sonic, which is normal mode, okay? That's how the game is supposed to be played. You have vanilla. Team Team Dark, it's not vanilla, it's just normal. You have Team Dark, which is Shadow, Rouge, and E1, 1, 2, 3, Omega, uh, and it's supposed to be the hard mode, the game's hard mode. Uh, then you have Team Rose, which is Amy Rose, Cream, and Big the Cat, and that is easy baby shit mode. <laughs> like, you just hold forward and you win. And then you have Team Espio, or I think no, it's, it's Team, team Chaotix. Team Chaotix. Yeah. I, I thought it was Team Espio, but whatever. And it's Team Chaotix it's, sounds better. <laughs> it's the Chaotix boys, okay? And they have like weird, stupid missions that they have to go on. But you have to play through the game four times on each of those chapters in order for you to get the true ending which has one of the best fucking songs of the entire sonic fandom like you listen to the metal madness song for sonic heroes that has one of the dirtiest fucking riffs i have ever heard I don't get, bro. Have you listened you, to it? You're making a face. Are, are your you're pants tight right now? Because my pants are excited. tight. My <laughs> pants tight. are tight. All right, there is a I tent. Not. I have the not. circus is open. <laughs> my pants are being fumigated. <laughs> All right, that riff is I, I will fucking check it dirty. Out. I will check it out. I can't put it All on right? the streams anymore, but I'll check it out. Um. That game, that game's biggest issue comes down to I think that the stages are a little bit too long. Like some of those stages average out seven minutes. Like it's uh, that casino stage level looked fucking. And insane. the casino stage is rough, but for some reason people fucking love it. Like I, I don't think that Sonic Heroes is really that bad of a game. It's not great. It doesn't hold up to it the same level. It doesn't deserve the reviews that I've been seeing though. What are you seeing? Like just phenomenal game, like all this no. other stuff, and like in games recent like, years, games like a six or a seven, and you know what? That's pretty good. All right, that's not terrible. It's not mediocre. They're good games. They're just they have a really strong flaw. 
I'm I'm telling you, dude, if I have to pay play 12 hours, because I think my first run through was 12 hours playing the same shit over again. Uh, no, I will never do it. I'll download the MP3. Because that's the only reason why I beat the game. <laughs> Just download the MP3. I wish I could think of a better example, and I probably will after the podcast, but... Yeah, there's just there on the opposite side of the spectrum. There's I mean, there are some games that I think have been reviewed po- very, very terribly and shouldn't have gotten bad reviews. I can't really think of a game that got bad reviews that I love. I'm trying to think of one. I, I can think of games that got unjust bad reviews recently. I believe there's been games we've seen in the last few years that are just a lot of SJW stuff like and all that they just get downvoted to hell just not even because anyone's played the game it's just cuz the creator said something once i don't know what, bringing that up i'm hearing all the shit that's going on with the last of us 2 yeah dude and i am just i got this morbid curiosity i really want to play it now there's I a need lot to of people i think pat got it early and he was like ah he's like i tried but it was boring chat- he said, he goes, I took a poll in chat. I was like, do people, should I, if you wanted, like, what do you guys feel? Bored or keep playing? And he goes, it was an ocean of bored. So. Oh, no, there's another Discord that I'm in. And pretty much everyone is just like, uh, it's a lot of virtue signaling. It's a lot of, like, really weird shit. That sex scene is terrible. Some people saying that it's a self-insert. So, like. So, this- who is that sex scene between? I don't know. It's just like two character models that I couldn't identify. I don't know. So that's why I want to find out. I want to see. I'm, I'm good. Like the first I one was great because the... it kept you intrigued the entire time. Yeah. You spill like, water everywhere. <laughs> it's, it's fine. <laughs> you got a fucking hole in your lip, dude. <laughs> There's a hole in the bottle and I don't know how to close it. What happened to I... your samurai drug jug? Uh, It broke. What? Yeah, I dropped a hundred pound dumbbell on it. So you broke it. It didn't break. You broke it. <laughs> no, it broke. No, the way we—that's a negative connotation. You're like, oh, it broke. That means like the seal broke or something. You're like, no, I launched it into space. It broke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why this fucking thing's not closing. All right. I mean, that's all I got for that one. The next one's interesting. I read about half of it. I need to read the rest of it. Right. See F-Zero, Kus- but also other My shit. My boy, Kusanagi. I got one, actually. Just popped into Mind. Just popped into Mind, and know you'll love it for me. Know you'll love me for it. Okay. Uh, so, Ninti, or Nintendo, makes a new F-Zero, but it's a crossover with the favorite pod racing, tracks and all. Would you still mess with it, or no pods in your F-Zero? LOL. Also, besides bringing that IP back, are there any old wacky old racers driving games that you'd want to come back in any new form? Always a thing. I'm curious to know your opinions. Yes, I would play it because it has F-Zero in it. Because my love for F-Zero is higher than my hate for pod racers. (laughs) The pod racing game has some really good tracks. And I'd be cool with it. Because I love both I mean, games. I'm going to fucking play the remake of Pod Racers because you bitches won't let me live it down. <laughs> yeah, bitches. Chris and every motherfucker that listens to this podcast. 
and in our the Discord, great which, games. by the way, if you're not in our Discord, you should join our Discord so you can make fun of me. They're but, great games. Uh, I want Donkey Kong Country. No, Diddy Kong Racing. Diddy Kong. Okay. I want that game that was supposed to come out on the GameCube, Donkey Kong Racing. Mm-hmm. That's on the back. I remember it vividly. It's on the back of the... It might not be... It was the GameCube box. I think it was the GameCube box. I think it was I the don't GameCube remember box. that. Do- oh, that on. said, I had like the Super yeah, Mario Sunshine pack in. Uh, I want Ray Tracers. Ray Tracers was an arcade racer. It's not even really an eraser. Really more of like a... Uh, you're in this car and you have to blow up other cars by banging into them. And you have a time limit. I mean, it's it's cool. I enjoy it. Uh, if we're talking about a real racing game, I would like to see a new pod racing game. But that's that's just me. I would come back to like Racer Revenge where you had to like blow up other pods in order to get more money. Uh, I thought that was interesting. Um, I want a true successor to Sonic and Sega All-Star Racing Transformed. Team Sonic Racing is ass. <laughs> That's just not a really good representation of what that game or that series really is. Because the appeal to it was that it wasn't just Sonic characters. It was everything Sega had to offer. And I want to see fucking Yakuza members racing against Ryu and fucking members from virtual fighter and golden axe and vice vice yeah vice i'm sorry it was uh it was it was on gamecube it was on gamecube it was you would uh your your carts like your racing uh of things were the animals that you would ride in the game like rambi and the ostrich and all oh that. that's cool and it, there was i remember vividly on the back of my gamecube box there was you know, games that they're showing off for the system, and this was mm-hmm. one of them. It just never. It was. Uh, it got revealed at the E three two thousand one tech demo. Jesus, was was that the first one or is that like the third one? Because I don't remember when Space World ended. Because Space World essentially became E three. I'm not sure, but you there are there's uh there's uh characters from Diddy Kong Racing in here as well. So, I mean, there's a part where you're flying through, you're flying on zingers, which are the bees, like that you're, like, yeah. you gotta fly through and all that. I would play that, I, it probably, it looks like it was fucking terrible, but I would still <laughs> want to play it. Uh, but no, I would like a, because Diddy Kong Racing is a good game. It, it's it's a good game. I still feel like it holds up. The controls are a little rough, but I would like a, a new version of that. I think that would be good. Because we see, like, Mario Kart 8 is a fantastic game the way that they implemented the 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 going up on the walls and the, all that stuff like it's I, I love that the game's still really good i haven't played enough of the team sonic games uh, i've heard they are good as well so but i know those are like kart racers and not like actual like racer racers i mean we've talked about it too we want to see more f-zero like mm-hmm. we would love to see f-zero I mean, kart racers or arcade racers are better than simulation racers. I know that yeah. might hurt your feelings if you're a Forza boy I mean, or we a got Gran, Gran Turismo, Turismo fan. <laughs> I mean, granted, like me and my buddy are going to make a run through of Gran Turismo 4 because that's his favorite. And I haven't played a uh, a simulation racer in a very long time. But I'm I'm just 
not a huge fan. They're not as dynamic. Like I'm right s- now, the I'm playing the Horizon racing game. I forget what it's yeah. called. Yeah. But that game is dope. Uh, Burnout Paradise still holds up. Great arcade racer. <laughs> yeah. Bar- that Burnout game is Paradise? fantastic. I mean, it has an HD remake. So, like, you can, it's like $5 on the PS4. Really? So, it's that I cheap? I don't know if I got the HD remake. I did get something where it was only five bucks at one point. I think it might have been on sale. But that, that's that. still an amazing game. Like Burnout, Burnout Paradise. Paradise is just so fun because you just start and go. Yeah, you just like you literally start a race. You just go, fucking... and you're like, let's go. Yep. I played a lot of the Need for Speed Two and Need for Speed. I played a lot of Need for Speed One on GameCube back in the day. You know, that's a series I can never fucking get into. I had Need for Speed Hot Pursuit for the GameCube. And I tried. That one wasn't great, though. I tried. The first one was... I played the first one so much. And maybe it was a product of I only had a certain amount of... That was back in the day where if you had a game, you were kind of stuck with the game for a while. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I had, like, that. and I think I had that, like, Melee and Tony Hawk. Like, Tony Hawk 4. I remember getting Underground for Christmas. Yeah. And then Underground 2 came out the next year, and that became my favorite one. But, no. I think those would probably be my picks. F-Zero... Diddy Kong Racing. Uh, I would like... They're never going to do something as niche as this, but you could do a Star Fox racer. Kind of. Branching off from the Star Fox Command storylines. Let's go. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Here it is. Uh, Burnout Paradise Remastered. I got a review. It's on the... Oh, this one just came out on the Switch. So Burnout Paradise. That's a good game to have on the Switch. Yeah. That is a very good game to have on. How much is this? I might actually buy this and stream this soon. I'm going to check into that. That's awesome. But, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, Last question. And this is coming off of H2O Happy Dudes question or story that we covered. Personal thoughts on the selling of WB Games and the potential sell of NetherRealm Studios and the MK Library. Um... I am not an NRS fan. Right. I don't necessarily care for Injustice. I don't care for Mortal Kombat. Um, so, for me, I think when I look at Mortal Kombat, it's really its stance and preservation within the FGC. And there are a lot of fans of NRS games. And I think it's important to uphold that standard right uh so that you know those motherfuckers have something to play yeah not everybody's gonna like your game you can't just have one so you need to have that that spread with that said i think it depends on who buys them if it's any of these three companies i i i don't know if they'd survive to be quite honest yeah none like fucking you're not going to get those crossovers like you did with Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah, no. Fucking, because here's the thing. Take two. Uh, not like neither of those three companies have any fighting games under their belt. Like, I don't right. think there's a fighting game under EA. I could be wrong, but I don't think that there is one. Activision Blizzard. I don't think that they have a fighting game under their belt. I don't think. No, <laughs> because fighting games are not very profitable. No. You know, how do you, how do you make money off of a fighting game? How? Because you have to constantly be coming out with DLC for it, too. 
Yeah, you have to come out with costumes and stages. You have to make it a microtransaction game to... You have to make it a fucking... uh, What is it? Not King of Fighters. uh, Deadly... What is it? Dead or Alive. You have to make it that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Which, that's a dead game now. Like, they they announced that their last patch, I think it was like 1.02, was going to be the last patch, and then they were done with it. That series is probably never going to be revitalized again. Well, it's picked up by another company. Maybe, but Koei Tecmo might just be a bunch of dicks and just hold their cards to their chest and never release it. So, I don't know. But as far as... uh, NRS games are concerned. Um, best case scenario is somebody from Sony takes it. Yeah. Uh, but even then, you know, how all the fighting games that we love are made by Capcom, right. are made by Arc Systems, are made by uh, Namco. Uh, help me out. I don't know who else makes these fucking games. I mean, not like huge companies like that. You hit the big ones. Uh, yeah, like we got, everyone else is smaller. Yeah, you get the them fighting herds guys. Those are small. Skullgirls, that's small. You got Microsoft with uh, Killer Instinct. But how much support has that got game gotten? But like, so here's the thing: if Microsoft picks them up and they give the NetherRealm Studios and the MK Library the love that they did give Killer Instinct when they were giving it the love. Mm-hmm. That'd be that's that's gonna be impressive. Okay, Microsoft could. I think Microsoft could do it if they gave if they gave it the lo- the love. If they got Maximilian Dude on it, like they did with Killer Instinct, I think it would be good. Okay, that might be the best option out of all the ones we've been talking about. I could see that. Out outside of that, I don't know. You yeah. know. Because then I've talked about this before. The MOBA, um, with the MOBA MOBA style of sales when it comes to like League of Legends and shit like that, where you buy individual characters, you would be buying like individual characters on the entire fucking roster and making a certain number, like six characters every single week. Those are available for free. If you like the character, you can buy it. For five, seven, twelve dollars. I don't know how much they want to price gouge you for. It's just the the fact is, fighting games are not profitable. No one has found a way to make fighting games profitable. Speaking of EA, uh, I didn't watch it, but did you watch the EA thing that was like? I, I did think not. It was on Friday wasn't it? I, I heard about it. But I did not. There was like a like a cock tease for the new skate game. And yeah. Then like, uh, Squadron, yeah, uh, Star Wars Squadron, which I'm, I, I, I've been reading that there aren't microtransactions in Squadron, which is going to be nice if that's true. I don't believe it. I don't, I don't believe it, it either. But second. if it's true, if it's true, that's awesome. But I don't yeah. believe it. Uh, but that game looks great. Like you know, I mean, I love Star Fox and all that shit, and I like flying games like that. So I could feel that, like, if you get a squad of like five people, getting a squad of like five randos is going to be fucking terrible. But oh, yeah. if, you could, if you could squat up with a dedicated like friends, that game could be fucking fun as shit. The squadron games are always great, so if as long as they like keep it in the spirit of that, I don't think they're going to have a problem. I am somewhat curious on the decision to go with a squadron based game because I didn't think that the flying missions or the flying 
parts of Battlefront 2 were that bad. Uh, maybe they're just looking to expand on it, make it its own game Same. and shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's cool. It's cool. It's yeah. fine. I want more things like Fallen Order. Yeah, I need to get that game. Yeah, that game, that game's solid. Game's real good. I need to pick it back up again. So, yeah. All right, that's it for the questions. That's it. We don't have any email ones, do we? No, not this week. All right. All right, man. What do you got going on? The video. <gasps> the, the video. <laughs> I'm not even going to talk about it anymore. I'm just going to say, hey, this is when it's done. That's that's the way that it is. Uh, yeah. We've got we've got something in the works that we're really excited about. Yep. Uh, I I think we've both been wanting to share it, but we want to wait until it's done to share it with the Discord. Uh, we're not even going to say what it is, but we're excited. It should be done within the next couple days. It's, it's fucking it's, dumb. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> it came from a drunken stupor, as you so said. So we'll I'm reveal so that with everybody. Uh, we're going to reveal it, and we're also going to give... We've gauged some interest on things, and we might be spanning into some very, very, very small merchandising for people that might... I, all I got to say is... From what I've been seeing of what we have being made, I want a T-shirt of it. So, Hell yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it's great. But yeah, we'll be revealing that in the next couple of days and we'll gauge interest on stuff. Uh, but no, I got streams. I haven't, I haven't finished my stream schedule yet. I'll launch that tomorrow. I might actually take tomorrow. I don't know because I'm not going to see my dad. I'm going to call my dad tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's Father's Day. But I don't know if I'm going to stream or not. But I will be playing with some more Golden Sun. Now that I'm looking at it, I kind of want to play Burnout Paradise. I streamed it a couple months ago. Or I streamed it a long time ago. Uh, I might play it again. But we are going to finish uh, Shovel Knight Plague of Shadows this week. I did not pick it up because I did Katana Zero instead. But uh, be on the lookout on my social media. Uh, you can go see the the stream schedule coming out. And you can check out the channel over at Twitch tv slash tornado underscore jones so you can follow me there and check it out i usually stream 8 p.m central standard time so but no well chris i hope tomorrow is a good father's day for you and a good father's day for everyone that's listening happy birthday hopefully you don't have to do shit tomorrow you better not have to oh no i have to like cut panels for our bathroom uh dude i would if I was your wife, I wouldn't make you do that. <laughs> well, you're not. Yeah. So, I, I messaged I her on Facebook. I was like, when's Chris's birthday? Because he didn't say an exact date. I know it's this week, but she she's like, the 21st is on Father's Day. I was like, thank you. So, yeah. I hope you enjoy that uh, that manga I got you to. I've read it. It's pretty good. I like it. The art sounds mm-hmm. really good. Thank you. Man. Appreciate yeah, it. No problem. All right. That's all we got. So, get the fuck out. Show you who I am
Lucy. 